welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to help you be active participants in your daughter's lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. Really excited today to be able to reconnect, reconnect with a dad that I've known for a while. You might know him as Dude Dad, but he's also known by by me and others as Taylor Kalmus. He's a great father of three. He's also the star of the series Super Dad on the Chip and Joanna Gaines Network, Magnolia. And we're going to talk about that as well. So I'm really excited to reconnect with Taylor today and be able to talk to him about being a father. Taylor, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. And it's great to reconnect with you. It's been a few years since we saw each other in person, but I love starting my conversations with people with an opportunity to turn the clock back in time. And I know that your daughter is four years old and I want to turn it back. Let's turn it back maybe let's say four and a half years, five years, however long it takes. But we're going to turn it back to that first moment, that first moment when you found out that you were going to be a dad to a daughter. What was going through your head? That's a really good question because being a man, growing up a boy, I grew up with an older brother who was about two years older than me. And we did everything together. So after we had our first son and then we got pregnant again, it was like, oh, because it was about the same, you know, age difference. And I was like, oh, this is going to be just like how my brother and I had it, right? And then we found out we were having a daughter. And I wasn't sure what that meant because I just don't know what it's like to have a girl, you know, because I haven't done that yet or whatever. She's our first girl, the only girl right now. So there definitely was like some nervousness of going into that of like, well, what is that like? What will that be like? What can I do with her? And then ultimately, I like anybody, I mean, most people's experience is probably the same way. Once you have the girl and you get to meet the girl and you get to spend time with the girl, you're like, oh, she's perfect. I wouldn't want this any other way. She's so much fun. She's such a ham. And I might not relate to her on my boy type stuff, whatever that means, but there's still just so much fun to be had. She's just so quirky and goofy and she's the second child and I'm the second child. So we kind of have that to relate. But yeah, she turned our world upside down in a really, really fun way. And I think pushes me to be a a more full dad in that way too. You know, I think that every dad with a daughter goes through that. And I heard you say some things there that, that relate to me. I mean, in the sense that I, you know, I've got two daughters myself and you know, as I think about the experience that I went through going in, I didn't have brothers or sisters, so it was brand new for me. And in looking at that and thinking about that myself, there was definitely some fear there too and not knowing what to expect. And I, I think you were right. I think that if I had had a son first, at least I knew what I went through and I probably could emulate some of those same type of things and share some of those same things in that regard. But having a daughter, you just don't always know what that means. And the fears that I had in talking to other dads, I know there's some fears out there that all dads have in regards to raising daughters. What were your biggest fears in raising your daughter in today's society? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know that I had that many like fears. I'm generally not a super fearful person, just to be honest. I don't know. You know, obviously, like there's like the things you could be scared about, whether it be like how to have a daughter and like protect her from boys that are have bad intentions and things like that. But I think 
for me, it's always just been a matter of like being the man that I want my sons to be and my daughters to someday marry or whichever path they choose. So I don't know that I really had that many fears about like a girl in general. It was just, I guess, just nervousness and of like not knowing how, what that relationship would look like and how I would relate to them and, you know, how I would, you know, play with them and things like that. But they kind of teach you, you know, as you get into it. One of the big differences between like our girl and our older boy is she is so thoughtful and like caring, you know, like she goes out of her way to like, like if we go shopping, she's like, oh, I want to get this gift for so-and-so. And my son will just be like, what do I get? Like, she's so like thoughtful in that manner. Even at like three and four years old, she's like thinking about other people and like is nurturing and things like that. So that's really cool. And I think that kind of like more time you spend with people, the more you become like them. And that's such a fun trait for her to have that pushes me to be more like that. Earlier, you talked about the fact that when you thought about having a girl, you said that you didn't know about sharing those guy things with your daughter versus sharing the guy things with your son. So as you think about your daughter in the years that you've had with her, what are the things that you most like to share with her or do with her to make that bond unique? I mean, we try to kind of like include her in anything we're doing that she's interested in. So right now, both of the kids are getting into skiing, but her being a couple years younger, she's not quite as ready for it as my son is, but she definitely will be at some point. But then also a part of her personality is just she doesn't like the cold, <laughs> you know, so she doesn't have the same like stamina as my son does for those types of things. So trying to find other things that she's into, like we danced with ribbons this morning because she just was all about that. She's like, Dad, take this. Let's dance with these ribbons. I'm like, OK, let's do that. But I don't know. She's so uncoordinated, too. <laughs> So that makes it hard for her to do like sports type stuff. And like her rhythm is terrible, which is, I had terrible rhythm too. I still have terrible rhythm. So we're still in that like early process of finding out what her things are that get her excited. But yeah, I mean, I think it's just really trying to like let her take the lead in what we do and, you know, how we spend our time and, and never excluding her from anything that I'm going to go take Theo to do. Some things you kind of have to wait until she gets a little bit older and, and can be able to handle it better, but you take them both ice skating and she loves that and all kinds of stuff. So pretty much anything, just a matter of like finding out what they enjoy and what they don't enjoy. You know, I think that that's something that, especially if you have multiple kids, you have to find what those unique things are, whether they're daughters, whether they're sons, whether you have a mix. So what are you doing? As a father of three, I know you've, your youngest is, is very young still, but for your other two, what are you doing to be able to build those unique bonds, those connections with each one individually? Because as all of, I, I'm sure that you've, you've identified in your own kids, your kids are not all the same. My kids are not all the same. They're very different than one another. I know you have to identify, as you said, you know, what makes them tick. But what are you doing to make those unique bonds even stronger? I think one-on-one -on -one time is super important, especially when there is multiple kids because they kind of get their time broken up and I have a demanding job, so I'm always busy and stuff. So making sure that they each get that individual one-on-one -on -one time with dad to know that they're special and get validated and all of that. And it's actually, it's harder with my daughter than it is with my son because my son sort of just demands it. Like he 
needs that one-on-one time and just demands it constantly where my daughter is a little bit more go with the flow. So I have to be a lot more intentional to make sure that I'm giving her the one-on-one time she needs because she won't ask for it the way my son will. You know, my son will throw a fit if I don't play Tickle Monster with him every single night where my daughter is a little bit more relaxed about it. And also, you know, like she's a little bit younger, so she's not out doing as much skiing and stuff with me as my older son is. And so I have to be a little bit more cognizant of that taking her on movie nights and stuff with just the two of us and we had a date night me and my daughter recently and I took her to like dinner and a movie just the two of us and then like we got all done with that and she's like well when are we gonna go on our date night I'm like I don't think you understand what date means because that was it. <laughs> you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, one of the things that I mentioned at the very beginning is that people might know you as Dude Dad. Some may know you just as Taylor on Super Dad. But I guess first and foremost, you've built a platform, which is how I got to know you as Dude Dad and an opportunity. You, you created a lot of really engaging content to be able to show fatherhood in a different way bring some humor out into it, but also to make people think in in some different ways too. And you've pivoted in some aspects. You're still doing some of that, but now you're doing some even more intentional things on television, on the Magnolia Network. So talk to me about the journey from do dad to super dad, because not everybody knows what brought this all about. And then I want, I definitely have some questions that I want to go into as it comes to super dad. It's been a crazy journey because I moved out to Los Angeles like 13 years ago. I'm not there anymore, but 13 years ago, I moved out there to try to become an actor and I pursued that. And, you know, it's an extremely difficult business. I had some success, but not enough to like really pay the bills. And then we got pregnant and I was like, oh, well, here's a reality check because you can't just scrape by when you have a family. So I knew that I might have to eventually kind of give that up. So I decided to just start making my own content. And I knew that there was a little bit of a gap in content for fathers. So I like just I was like, oh, maybe that could be my thing and I'll dive in and do that. So I did that and that started to grow and that started to grow. And then I realized that I could, you know, use my DIY skills in it. And I started adding that in and it really happened at the perfect time too. When you look back at it and and where we're at now, where there's like a billion creators and a million of them are like trying to do it in the dad space. It just really like, I feel like I got on my surfboard right when the wave was coming and I got out in front of that thing and then it just pushed me at the perfect time. There's this huge push for invested fatherhood relationships and dads being a bigger part of the family and more involved parent and things like that. So like I credit a lot of my success to just good timing and in something that it just really worked out nicely that the thing that I sort of realized I wanted to do was starting to happen in a big way all around me. So, I mean, I think the big thing for me in terms of career-wise, just being flexible on what my dream was, you know, and then having the kids and realizing that they were more important than anything, it really made an easy transition to sort of make the dream involve them. And so then did more DIY stuff, got connected with Chip Gaines, and then we 
sold the TV show and I don't know, the rest is history. So let's talk about Super Dad because it, it is a unique show. I mean, there's been a lot of DIY shows where you see, you know, a team going and transforming a home or transforming a, an apartment or transforming something in that aspect. Your show is taking it to a different level and really engaging dads in a different conversation and looking at ways to be able to get fathers involved with than getting involved with their kids. And that's one thing that I love about the show is that it is showing dads in a whole different way. Now, for people that have never seen the show before, I know that from the beginning, you're identifying this dad, you're working with them to build something, but let's talk about that. How are you working with that family to identify what is the best plan for what they want and, and how are you identifying those individuals that are going to be a part of the show? Yeah, so we've got a casting department that puts out a casting call for dads. And then we go through this whole long interview process with them. And we're not like trying to find dads that we need to like help teach them how to be a dad. Like we're finding dads that are already really great dads that we want to showcase and highlight. And dads that I can learn something from as a father but who maybe don't have the means or the know-how to build a really cool structure for their kids in their backyard. That's where I come in. And originally when we like started developing the show, we knew it was like a build show that we we're going to build these cool things for kids. What we didn't realize is that it's just how involved the dad would be. And, and that piece of the ele that element of the show, just how big that would be because now if you watch the show it's a build show but the build is really like the background for me and another dad to have conversations about what it means to be a father in 2022 you know and that's I, that's what I really love about the show is that it just it has so much heart that you might not have been expecting from a show called Super Dad it, it is for the kids like the kids are going to enjoy it too but there's a lot there for the parents to take away from it as well. I mean, I'm super proud of it. And I think that what's really cool about it is we're not just making a TV show. We're actually providing these families with this really cool, unique build that like literally will change their kids' lives. Because like every kid remembers that tree house that they had growing up. And it was like the pinnacle of their childhood. It like revolved around that tree house because that was the one big space that was theirs. Like they had their room, but that's where like your stuff goes and that's where you sleep at night. But like the tree house is just for fun. So I think it's really unique that way. And I'm really proud of it. And I hope that it has a positive impact on the world. And I say that genuinely, like, you know, me and my two partners, Chris and Alex, like when we set out to do it, we're like, let's create a show that has a positive impact on the world. As I mentioned at the beginning, season two is out. And so you've met with, learned from, engaged with many dads over season one, the recordings of season two. As you think back and you look at all of these experiences, you mentioned the fact that part of this is an opportunity for you to learn from them. What's some of the biggest learning that you're taking away from these experiences and from the show that you are then turning into ways in which you're engaging with your kids. There's a dad named Peter on season two who has eight kids. And I was asking him, I was like, I mean, how do you do it? Like eight kids, like I have three kids and I'm tired all the time. And his answer was so simple, but so impactful. Cause I, I like, I asked him like, how do you do it? 
I'm tired all the time. And he just said, that means you're doing it right. And to me, that was like such a simple answer, but really hit me hard because like, I think as dads and as moms, we just need that encouragement sometimes that we're doing a good job because it's so easy to feel like you're failing because it's just really hard. And your kids are never going to be like, hey, you're doing a great job. Good job, dad. You're rarely going to get that. It's a thankless job. So, and you, you have all those like same issues that you deal with day in and day out that make you feel like you're not doing it right. But just knowing that having a little bit of validation that you are doing it right really just goes a long ways. And I think it keeps everybody wanting to keep fighting a good fight, putting in the time. So as I said, season two is out and, you know, you're, you're looking toward the future as you're looking at how season two is going where do you see this going as the future goes on? Where do you want it to go? And where do you hope that it's going to go? I don't know. I'm kind of just along for the ride and we'll see. But I think, uh, you know, we just want to continue to have a good impact on our community and the community of dads out there and just inspiring dads to, to do more, to be more involved and more invested. And through that process, it also keeps me very grounded in that I want to be what I say. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think I'm just kind of like see where it all goes but i know i just want to keep pushing forward and and seeing what happens next definitely going to watch and see what comes next i think that the thing that i i think it is interesting is as you watch how you interact with your dads i mean you can tell i mean you said you're you're genuinely interested you're genuinely engaged with what those dads are trying to do and i think that that shows in the work that you're doing now as you look at what you're doing and your kids see what you're doing. How are they impacted? What's their reaction to what you've been building? And what do they want you to build next at home? Yeah. So that was like a big thing for a while after the whole first season. And that kid saw me doing all this stuff for all these other families. And they were like, where's ours? So we had that conversation with the network. And so in season two, I think it's the last episode in season two, I get to build something for my own kids in our backyard. And my dad comes to help us. And that was a really cool experience because having all these intimate conversations with all these dads and now, oh, I get to have those same conversations with my own dad and ask him like what it was like raising us. And I'm close to my dad, but you know, he's from a generation that doesn't like doesn't necessarily open up a lot, but he does when you ask him to. So, so we had some really great conversations. I learned a lot about my dad that I didn't, didn't necessarily know until we sat down and talked about it. You know, I think that's important because I think while this is the Dads with Daughters podcast, I think it's so important to be able to have those conversations with our own fathers. I think that opens up ourselves to be able to learn more about not only who they are, but why they fathered the way that they did, because so many dads don't talk about that. And I, I think it it makes it makes me think about the way in which I should be talking to my own kids about important things too. Did the conversations that you had with your dad make you think in a different way about what you want to be talking to your own kids about as they get older? Not necessarily. I think it just really like shines some light on who my dad was when he was young. Because I feel like for a, a big chunk of my life. I didn't even see my parents as people. I just saw them as my parents. And then you finally become a parent yourself and you're like, oh, they went through all of this. I need to 
apologize and say thank you. And like all of the things, one of the big like eye openers for me is my dad always worked full time and he had like a traveling job. So he was gone a couple nights a week, but he did that so that my mom could be home all the time. So for a lot of my life, my mom was sort of like the primary caregiver. But then talking with him, I found out that when I was really young, my mom worked nights at a bank. And so there was three or four nights a week that my dad was our primary caregiver, but I was too young to even know about it at the time. So he had like these two really little kids that he was doing everything for at night and putting down and, and all of that stuff. And that was a big eye opener for me because I never saw my dad as that type of caregiver, but he very much was even more so than I have ever been. It's so interesting what you can learn that you just didn't know when you're willing to be vulnerable and to talk to one another. And I think that's that's the same even in the conversations we have with this other dads and friends that so often men are just not programmed to open up in that way and to have those type of meaningful conversations. And I think I see that somewhat in your show too, that you do get the dads on the show to open up and to be willing to talk about things. Not every man is going to be willing to do, even though we probably should. So what are you doing when you're first making those connections with the dads on your show? How are you building that connection to be able to get at the crux of what makes them a dad? I think a lot of it comes down to just how I open up. You know, if, if I know that if I'm really open and honest with them, I'll sort of get the same thing back. Man, that's just something I, I don't know. That's just how I'm wired because I've been like that forever. I like to just have those conversations and just I'm really casual about my own life and anybody that's close to me knows pretty much everything about me because I just kind of an open, in an open book and my wife is the same way so between the two of us it just kind of like spills out all the time but I think that's sort of the key is just give what you want to get and but I think the other part of it is too now that we are into that second season and eventually the third season once people have seen the show they kind of already know where it's headed and we have all these conversations ahead of time before we even start filming that they kind of know what we're going for, which is interesting because then they're just so much more willing to open up and they're just ready to open up. And they've also been cast because they're the type of people that do open up. So, and not all of them. Some of them, we kind of have to squeeze it out of them a little bit, but we always get there. Now, we always like to finish our interviews with what I like to call the fatherhood five, where I ask you five more questions that delve deeper into you as a dad. You ready? Okay. In one word, what is fatherhood? Commitment. Now, when was the time that you finally felt like you succeeded at being a father to a daughter? That's an interesting one. I'm just going to say, ooh, I got a good one. When she let me comb her hair, because <laughs> she usually doesn't, but I gotten good enough at it that she finally trusted me that I wasn't going to rip out the snarls. <laughs> well, that's the first step. Now you have to get into braiding, French braiding, you yeah. get into oh, all those other things. She normally just doesn't ask me. <laughs> now, if I was to talk to your oldest two, how would they describe you as a dad? I think I want them to know me as being fun and passionate. Now, who inspires you to be a better dad? The other dads around me, my own dad, my own mom. My mom inspires me to be a better dad. My wife pushes me to be a better dad. Yeah, I think inspiration comes from a lot of places. I think you've got a lot of role models too in regards to the dads that you're interacting with and that you've had the opportunity to work with hand, uh, hand in hand and in the show too. Now, 
you've talked about a lot of different things and the way that you father, the, the things that you've learned from other fathers. But as you think about fatherhood, what advice would you give to other dads? I would say cut yourself some slack and just keep trying. Try to be consistent. And just enjoy the ride because it goes by pretty fast. How old are your daughters now? My daughters are 17 and a half and 14. Yeah, so you know. <laughs> it's like that's the, something I've been thinking about a lot lately is like because they're right now they're very needy. They need a lot of attention. But I keep thinking like, well, this isn't going to last forever, though. Because before I know it, I'm going to be needy. <laughs> I'm going to be the one that wants the attention and they won't want to give it. And that's a weird thing to think about. You know, it really is. And what I found as my kids have gotten older is they get so much more involved with their own lives that when they ask you to do something with them, you better jump and you better do it as much as you can, because so often they're going to get pulled and not be at home or be doing other things. And as you said, you become the needy one in regards to wanting to maintain that relationship. And they get pulled in other directions. And then they're out of the house. And then the relationship changes. So throughout all of those different stages, your relationship with your child changes, and it has to. But at the same time, you know, you have to be willing along the way to make sure that you stay as engaged as you can. Yeah, for sure. Now, if people want to find out more about Superdad, Dad, or anything more about Taylor Kalmus, where should they go? Well, you can watch the show on the Magnolia Network at 11 a.m. Eastern Time every Saturday morning. And you can find out everything else about me uh, just by following at Dude Dad. Well, Taylor, I just want to say thank you. It was great to reconnect with you, to have the opportunity to chat with you about this great series that you've started. And I wish you all the best. Yeah, you as well, dude. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad we finally were able to make this work. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat. And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons We make the meals We buy them presents Bring your A-game Cause those kids are growing fast The time goes by just like a dynamite blast Calling astronauts and firemen, carpenters and muscle men, get out and be the world to them. Be the best dad you can be. Be the best 